All right. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. Win streak. Let's do it. The Celtics were not satisfied with a three-game win streak, so they came out tonight. Oh, you're going with that? I, I, I'm going with they're not ready to be a, an over 500 team. That's what I think. Not yet. Not yet. No. They're competing at they this level in the East. Their record against uh, good teams has to be pretty poor at this point. Uh, well, they got least. Milwaukee, you know, who they've, who, they've, who they've played well against. Philly, they, you know, it felt like I, I actually thought they were going to win this game because they won that first Philly game. The second one, they didn't have Horford or Rob, and they had to play Ennis 40 minutes there, and they barely lost. And then tonight, you just get smoked. Yep. Yeah, but one thing I've learned this year is that before any game, I'm not giving the Celtics the benefit of the doubt of winning any game, like, honestly. Even with the Well, you know started, what? I was – You got I, five we straight points from Horford, 8-2 run, and literally that was it. Philly called a timeout and completely turned the game around. And it never went back to being remotely close again. That thirty to six run, right, John, to begin the game. To, oh well, yeah. That's that's the uh, game, right? I there, need a copy of the Sixers yeah. broadcast here. And they, they, and they were bike watching Tatum. Oh, were Which, they? Were they really? I guess. I guess they're. Uh, anybody want to send me a clip of that? Any any of those play by play guys talking about it? The, the Norman mentioned it again to tonight do. too. The rest what of the league is catching on. Yeah. We might they have know. to ask it at some point, John. Just again, just think about it. If if uh you know if uh Simmons was playing all year and you know him and Embiid are an imperfect match, forget the offseason stuff. Let's just pretend he just played. And Simmons decided not to sit on the bench all year and just rode the bike, it would be a national story. People would be killing him. They'd be like, These guys don't get along. Simmons doesn't want to be here, you know. But uh, forget the bike, honestly. Like I tweeted in the first half, I know Joe Sway, you saw it. Like Simmons, sh- Tatum should have stayed on the bike. That's... I wanted to get a screenshot of, of, of you doing your, your best in, uh, Tatum impression from a couple shows ago. <laughs> Guys, I don't even know what to do here. Uh, it's There's one thing where, like, let's say for let's say they came out and played one of those games and, you know, shots aren't falling, but they're playing hard or they're close, but Philly's just a little more talented and they lose the game or whatever it is. This was a zero-fight game. This was an absolute mail-it-in as soon as it – I mean – the first two possessions were Jalen Brown turnovers uh, and then falling asleep on a backdoor cut. You know, like, yeah. I mean, they were they weren't even they weren't even in the building tonight. I and mean, this was unbelievable. It was yeah, unbelievable. You, right. And, and like yeah, I said, I gave them the benefit of the doubt coming in where Joe Sway didn't just because of the numbers recently. You look at where they're at in terms of the last 15 games, even the season as a whole being a top five defense like now. There's numbers with this team that pointed towards them being better than they've played so far. The only problem is those key stretches are definitive of who they are, John. It's not a blip on the radar. They do this again and That's again the where thing. they just completely yeah. unwind. And and when they do that, they're one of the worst teams in the league over those stretches. The fourth quarter is where it's usually at, but tonight it was the first quarter. And I, I'd imagine if you look at that first quarter number, they'd be a minus – whatever net rating something absurd that puts them 30th in the league and that hasn't been a problem for them recently but it pops up again it, just well, horrid start that's what's strange yeah. bobby we, we talk about it too uh you know it, it's everyone the defenders I, I i just don't understand like people who defend the celtics you know after losses like this are always like well if the you know, if they didn't shoot so poorly from three or if they didn't give up this that one run in the second, like, 
you know, or, you know, just cut out the turnovers. Like, it's like that stuff is happening to them. It's like they don't have control over it. Like, that's what they're doing because that's the type of basketball players they are. Like, that run isn't like, oops, it happened. You know, like, you know, yeah. like you slipped on the <clears throat> sidewalk because there was a patch of ice you didn't see. They played like ass and then never recovered from it. If it's a game of runs, you got to get your runs back. Like, yeah. that, 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 you you have to understand too, like, it's not like, oh, we played them even except for that run. If you didn't have that run, Philly gave as much effort as they needed to you give. You still would have lost, yeah. The other team, when they're up big, doesn't keep playing at that level. They give enough effort to maintain that lead. That's about all you need to do if you're Philly. Just make sure you're keeping them at arm's length all game. This idea that, like, oh, this little run is the only thing that cost them is insane to me. It, you know, same thing. It's like, you know, like I said, with the with the bad shooting nights or the high turnover nights, these are things that they're doing. The fourth quarter collapses. These are things that they're doing or teams are doing to them over and over and over again. It's not just happening by accident. And like, oh, if you cut that out, they'll be fine. That's just who they are. Yeah. Harris, Bible, Embiid. Yeah. You lost by double digits to those guys, and you made up some ground against Drummond, uh, Nyang, Korkmaz a little bit, and Maxi in those bench units. So you made some leeway, headway against their bench, and you probably should have made even more. I mean, right before they – ended up waving the white flag there. They actually got about as close as they did all game. So, so they wave it at the nine-minute mark. Joe Sway, what would you have done to start the second half? You're would talking you about the second half? Why not? Again, we talk about – this is where I don't understand with Ime, okay? You'll call out people in the press – you know, you'll, 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 you know, you talk about accountability and things that you want to see. And then your two stars go out there and, and act like they don't want to be there. They don't want to be on the court for the first half. And then you run the same lineup back out there in the third quarter. And Schroeder was awful too. Al was invisible. I don't remember a thing he did. Hey, um, yeah. The first five points. Yeah. He had the first, yeah. The first minute. five points. Yeah. yeah. That's well, it. Then I, I don't, don't remember. remember a thing he did after memorable. that. And that's yeah, it. Agreed. And then you just, you run those same guys out there. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that's interesting, John, because I, I think that 5-0 Al Horford run was honestly the only reason, I think. You know, I think if Al was was completely – well, he was after that out of sync in terms of being in the offense and the way, the way they started that. it off because Philly wanted him to take those shots. Philly wanted him to take that three. And then he does, and he makes them, you know, go make, make adjustments and make sure they just get an open look again. But at that point, it didn't even matter anymore. But, yeah, you know, to answer your question, I think that's the only reason – because they thought that he, maybe they could start off the same way, but then make the right adjustments. But obviously, you have to make some sort of changes, though, in terms of like trying to get the offense going. I mean, I, you know, Peyton Pritchard, I thought was the silver lining of that first half, and I was surprised that he didn't, uh, you know, check him back into the game right away. Especially when Schroeder was just sort of doing whatever the heck he he was on his own. I know he does that a lot throughout the season, but to this extent, I mean, it was just unfortunate when you consider, you know, the, this run that the Suckers have, a winning streak, if you will, you know, in, in, in the sense of. Uh, uh, the best we've seen from the Celtics in terms of putting together wins. So, like, I thought, you know, Ime should have been more of the disciplinary and, and say, look, you know, if if, we're, if you're not giving me instant offense because my guys, you know, the all-stars aren't, aren't, aren't cutting it right now, they're ice cold, and we need to lift them up, why not put Pritchard in better situations in that third quarter in particular after he had such a, a good start off the bench? He essentially kept the game uh, respectable, you know, and throw that stretch he did a little bit in the third didn't he they kind of started to get away from Schroeder a little bit there and and funnel more minutes for Pritchard who was just outstanding I thought seven to ten 24 minutes at the end of it 
uh, you know, played most of that fourth quarter. So that's probably where he made up most of that ground. But they were a little late there, Joe Sway. You saw Schroeder didn't have it early, especially after the foul he committed. I mean, after that, you yeah, anything. You kind of wrap that up. I mean, that was just a horrible foul he committed on uh, Thibault running the other way there after a turnover, of course. Uh, I didn't think Richardson's was a flagrant. That seemed like more of a basketball play to me, but whatever. You give up five points on the Richardson one. You give up seven, I think, in that Schroeder sequence there. So Schroeder, I mean, listen, like you're not saying that he's the reason they are where they are this year. Like it's it's not an indictment on him to say that he's just been horrendous in some of these games. Like when they really, really need him on a night like this too, just a no show. Uh, almost feels like a Fournier kind of night when they really needed Fournier last year at his worst. So, you're right. That was the obvious one. And that's the easy one to do, right, John? Set him down. He's not here next year. He's not part of the big picture. I get why you can't make that kind of action on Tatum or Brown. Schroeder. <clears throat> Sitting Schroeder. I, what does that do? I Like I said, is this is a commitment. I'm not talking about the sh- sitting Schroeder to play. For uh, one game, it might do No, something. no. If you sit Schroeder to play Pritchard, commit to that, okay? Like, just that's well, what, what we're doing saying- now. We're not saying start-wise. Start well, at least I'm not saying that. I'm saying in, in that stretch. I mean, the guy once had one it started point. going bad, yeah. Yeah, once it started going bad. And you didn't get anything right out of the gate of that's at halftime. So why keep riding that? If anything, uh, you know when Ime took the all, took out all the starters? You're so right about that. Honestly, when I think you needed all buckets. The starters in the yeah. fourth quarter, that's when you put Schroeder back. I in, think you, know? you needed buckets and spurts, and I think you leave Schro- he left Schroeder out there the same way he left Tatum and Brown because any one of those guys can get hot, get eight points in a quick, you know, and, and all of a sudden it's a 10-point game, and that's what you're trying to do. So I, I, I mean, threes, I, don't you? Not really. You just want buckets, you know? I mean, you came out and they, they, Tatum got a couple early. It's just they just played so inconsistent and so bad, you know, that they're just turning it over or giving up layups on the other end. It didn't matter at that point. So the rest of the game didn't. But I, I understand that. Sure. That's a lot of minutes to play Schroeder when he's that bad. What was it, yeah. 25 by the end? Well, I it's, mean, it's I'm not really. I know they had 35 points at halftime. It's not when you don't have smart. I, yeah, I get it, but. He was giving you nothing, and he was killing you defensively, like Joe Sway said. So again, again, I, I just don't understand how this can be a Schroeder. Um, you know, look at his stat line. I look understand that, did. but like, are you kidding me? Like, your two best players decided they weren't playing tonight, and Schroeder also was bad, and Al was bad. So four out of five starters are bad, but like, it it can't fall to Schroeder. You know that can't be the thing. Well, no, like we're tonight. answering your question, John. You asked. You know, <laughs> he could have made adjustments going into the second. But that's half. the one. <laughs> yeah, yes. he was horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about play adjustments. I'm talking about message adjustments. Are you telling me he watched that game and thought his best players came out there with focus and I effort? I don't know what he says at this point. Hasn't he said everything this year already? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was actually thinking that, too. I went upstairs and... Uh, like I said, yeah. I, I would have no problem if I thought Pritchard was anything more than, like... He a, was good in this a game. Barely, a barely... Uh, you know, you know, playable yeah. kind of bench guy. I think you're a, a little hit. low on him, John. I, I think he is like a, a, a nine or a 10 
and that's about where he's going to be. I just I, he was the best every, player at summer league. Every once in a while, you'll get some instant offense off of him. I just think he's a four A player. He'll dominate low end competition. You put him out there with scrubs, he'll score ninety one points. I don't believe he's a regular NBA contributor. You'll get little spurts where he's going to get hot. I'm just not. I don't care how much Pritchard plays. I'm not opposed to it. I just he's not an answer for me. That's like that's said, a it's a developmental thing for me. If you decide we're done playing veterans, we're going to go no more Richardson, no more Schroeder. I'm going to limit Al's minutes. We're going to go with kids. And that's just how it's going to go. I, I, if you, if you get there, I'm fine with it because it'll be fun to watch, but Schroeder's not an answer to me. Like, I don't think we're missing. I don't think the team is missing anything by not playing Schroeder. It's not about the no. answer, John. It's more of a, you know, hit this, hit this button when there's an emergency or, I mean, like that's the biggest reason why he checked I don't in. Mind it. Yeah. Can I just, I don't, you know, I don't think that that was saving them today, but necessarily I'm really more saying is, do you ever get tough and bench your starters? You know, when you, you do it with nine oh, minutes, no, left, I, don't, no, I, don't, I know what you're saying. You want, you want to see one of the Jays get benched. That's what you want. I would like to see them come out of the second half and say, we're going with the bench unit. Like I'm that mad. I'd love to see it one time. <laughs> they got there fairly <laughs> early in this one with nine minutes left. I don't know about half time. But that was that was preservation for a back to back. That doesn't even feel like a benching. It was clear what he, he did. He played know. them the whole played them the whole third quarter. You get to the you get to the fourth. They started them. They played three, four minutes. You had the Tatum had the the turnover. Jalen Brown had the offensive foul. Seventeen points are like forget it. You know, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they got then, it this then you would have had you would have had a, a, a pouncy pouncy, what's it called? Uh, when when Tatum is all you know whiny or whatever, if you if you bench him to start the second half, forget it. Like I feel like he would be checked out mentally. It would have been maybe worse, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't I didn't think I, they were at that point to to start the half without one of those guys. Yeah, Tatum had an okay start at a half. He was the guy to go to in the spot because if you were gonna do that to either of them, because Brown actually pushed a little run. He ruined it with the turnover uh, in the third quarter there. Later in the third quarter, that just essentially that was their best little stretch all game where he had the free throws, the three, and then the layup there, uh, and then he just threw away that awful pass. I know John mentioned uh, late in the third there. Jalen that- Brown, no joke tonight. Uh, I. This was his. This was he was like, good in the third. This was like year one, month one handle. I don't know what happened to him. He has completely forgotten how to dribble. And I, those were bad, uh, but he was like, like we said, oh he, he was my being aggressive. God. Nothing really else bad. was going, and he made he made some headway there. Tatum, I thought, was just gone all game. Tatum was gone, man. He was yeah. just gone. But Brown, five turnovers, but he lo- he might have lost the ball like 12 times tonight. Just a lot of times it was going to Celt- to other Celtics. He lost the ball so many times. It was so sloppy and loose. I mean, Tatum at seven. On. Right, but I'm saying like <laughs> Brown had five, but Brown actually lost the ball like five or six more times. It just ended up not in Philly's hands. John's like, like, but it was uglier. It just kept slipping off his handle. Tatum it's funny. Looked, him and him and Tatum, Tatum looked had... disengaged. Brown was sloppy. Yeah. Tatum was, but Brown was late on closeouts. He fell asleep on that back door. I mean, they were so out of it, man. Why? He had to go to his own. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't it, know. Is is it just stale <laughs> for these guys? Like this game, this game really frustrates me. If we want to keep going on, like, could you have saved this? Could you have adjusted something? The Sixers weren't that good tonight, were they? And Bede was good. And Bede was good. He wasn't great. He should have had the 30-point streak easy in this one. He didn't. And then everyone else on that team just sort of took advantage of your turnovers. So 
they did. This game was there for the taking. It really was. You could have made a comeback pushing this one easily. You were right in that 15 range the whole second half, weren't you? And no one really slammed the door shut on you. Yeah, but at the same time, Bobby. And their bench stinks. I just think the the, their spirit wasn't there. I I felt that. Yeah, it wasn't. They never made a run. People can say what they want about Ime. Maybe he was a, a minute, you know, maybe he, he he took his stars out maybe a minute too quickly or whatever. But at the end of the day, do they have enough emotionally to, to make that comeback? You know, the way we've seen them in the past, you could sort of sense it a bit in that third quarter or, or at least to start the fourth quarter when, when, on nights like that. But I didn't get that sense at all in this one. And again, what they really accomplished to start this week, they, they went to overtime against a – Pacers team that started Dwayne Washington and Kiefer Sykes. You beat a Knicks team that didn't have Kemba Fournier or uh, Noel in that game. And then you blew out the Pacers on Wednesday. That was a solid win, but it was just one. And then you completely flipped that effort in this one. So, like, we are where we are with this team still. I'm still where I was last Thursday out of New York. This, This group is broken to me. Something deep is just not right here. And they, they don't have a ton of flexibility. And you know what? Like another a game like this where you have such a brutal stretch in the first quarter. I said this last Thursday, John, New York. Does like a personnel addition or even kind of like a consolidation move fix this when you when you just have these lapses where you can't stop a spiral or you take such bad shots and you don't run your offense like that's from the core of this team on a night like this, right? So you can add the shooters, you can add the wing defenders, you can do this and that, but does the core of the team really change all that much? That's what I'm worried about here. And then, you know, you were missing smart in this one. That matters, but this just, that first quarter, the way in which you came out in this one just resembles so many of their worst moments this year, and it's been such a consistent trend for this group. (laughs) Uh, let's bring in in Sherrod here. Sherrod, you hear us okay? Uh, we don't got you. We cannot hear you right now. So, Bobby, I mean, just to answer what you just talked about. Check the mic one second, Josue. Go ahead. Sorry. If we're talking about pieces from that, that aren't on the team, I think if you bring in a couple of bench guys, that, that could, that could, that could fit in with the culture and enhance it. Sometimes that does make a difference, you know, because the guys who are still around will look and say, whoa. You know, I'm still here. You know, I'll buy in now. I mean, I, I think that that could happen. I mean, are they going to have to try it for sure? Yeah, you have to, Bobby, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think Brad Stevens, you know, to, we've been talking about this for weeks, but I think you have to make a move, even if it's something small in the sense of bringing in uh, guys. Right, like, John, who, who are you going to go to? I know you want to make a statement, but who are you going to if you do bench Tatum or you do bench Brown to start that second half? But you just got nothing down there. Romeo and Neesmith again in this one, just awful. I, I like. I don't know what you do there. I think they've lost a lot of hope in Neesmith, really. Like I, you see that main trip, you hear the name floated around there, and I'm just not sure how much confidence they have there. They they put Romeo in first over him again, Josh, and he's just I mean, behind Josh. so many wings. Josh, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. That's who, right? Yeah. I mean, they did that early after the Tatum foul, and then they gave up ten points there. Uh, so. There's, there's no real answers here. There really isn't. And that's uh, the Sherrod, problem. we got you. There he is. You got me? Yeah. yeah. That's 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 the problem. There there are no answers based on what you're working Especially with. Especially with Horford. Oh, my Lord. Well, Horford had about 90 squid seconds. Yeah. He had about yeah that's what we said. Yeah. 
five old run. John goes, I don't remember anything he did. I'm like, yo, he scored the first five points. And that's a step back for this group. Like him going in this direction as a player. Like that's another one you look at and go, uh-oh, this one's going well, bad. But Bobby, we've seen that before. I mean, we, we expected that this year from Al. We, we, we knew that he was going to get progressively worse because that's what happens when you are at that point in your career. So I'm not. Well, he started off red hot too, so that's what. To me, the the more I watch this team play, the more of an indictment it is on how they've drafted. They just don't have guys that can help, and that's a problem. You start, you look around the teams who are in that top tier in the Eastern Conference, and almost all of them have guys that were late first round, early second round picks who are steady, consistent, regular members of the rotation, Uh, and the Celtics don't have anyone like that. I mean, Grant is, is a guy that we've kind of looked at as it's one of the, the best case scenarios. And he was uh, MIA pretty much the entire game, you know, other than that, that four force speed that he showed when uh, Jay Rich and, and Matisse Thibault were about to get into it. Oh, uh, yeah, he was out there. <laughs> I mean, he came. He's I mean, he not came. on my watch. Yeah. The leadership from him has been good. The play has been yeah. but you good know, for the most part and bad recently. He's giving you, you know, the kind of leadership that you would get from a guy who's at the end of his career, not a guy who's on to come up. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's a no, problem. I thought you sounded good at shooter around today, too. I got a question, Shirai, because we, we started, of course, talking about Schroeder, the one-point mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. You talk about the drafting, and it makes me think we're kicking around, like, oh, could Peyton help? Does Peyton have upside here? When I look back on the Schroeder stint with the team, if it is coming to an end here by the deadline, is it just wasted time? Like, is there something in Pritchard they could unlock that they haven't? Or do they just kind of look at it and say, oh, I don't know about Pritchard. We need a Schroeder here, and that's why he's here. I think Start a lot of the – when you talk about unlocking, I, I think the key to unlocking Peyton Pritchard is Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. Uh, when he gets his opportunities to play like he did tonight, he needs to do what he did tonight, and that's make the most of it. Show them what you can do. Show them how you can actually – be someone who can make plays, who can do some things, who who's not just a guy out there running back and forth and getting his ass kicked on defense. That's pretty much what he done for large stretches of the season. And now, you know, the last few games, he's looked a lot better. He's playing with the kind of confidence that we saw in summer league. Uh, so now, if you're the Celtics, you really need to, to, I think you need to roll the dice and think that, well, if we give him a more consistent, steady role, he can be that player for us. He can give us maybe that energy off the bench. Because at this point, you really don't have anything to lose. You're not going anywhere with the plan that you're on now. So you might as well get the young guys out there playing more. That's fine. That, 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 that has to be system-wide. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Like, Schroeder came in, and again, we have to remember here, This was we called this a disastrous offseason. Bobby, we had to, like, put you through therapy sessions, you know, to, like, feel better about this team. The talent deficit from this team with with Kemba and Fournier leaving, imperfect players, absolutely. But those guys were members of a 500 squad last year, and you lost them, and you did not replace their scoring ability or anything. And, shooting, and you were bringing their shooting, so you brought in Richardson and Al, and your team was and no draft pick and. Your team was worse, and Schroeder saved the offseason. Miracle. Brad did it because he brought in what? A, a fringe, borderline, almost all-star caliber type of player, starter level, who's going to score, who's a co- lifetime average of 16, 17, 18 points a game. That was and, – and he's won you four or five games on his own this year. They are worse this year without Schroeder. If you want to tell me – go. 
He's going to have games where he's going to want to. You're going to want to rip your eyes out. But so does Jalen, and so does Jason, and so does Smart, and so does Rob. I just don't want to. Your best players do it nightly. So again, if you want to philosophically say it's a lost season, then I don't want to see Al out. Do what? Do what? Why? Uh, why? I don't want to see. Why is it going to be everybody? Richardson. I don't want to see Schroeder. I want to see Mark John. You can't say it's no. What I'm saying is Schroeder's not. Pritchard's not going to save you. So he's not the savior. If you want to commit to the kids to develop them, commit to all of them and right. keep up They're on not the rest all of the same. season. Yeah, but John, this is when because you're trying to like see that. what you Marcus have Marcus in them. Are you Marcus telling Marcus me? Out. Are you telling me Schroeder is in yeah, the Schroeder way of Pritchard becoming yes, an all star? Oh my well, no, god. No, no, not in the way of him becoming an all star, but Pritchard's a yeah, much better say, player. Yeah. <laughs> Pritchard's a much better player than Romeo Neesmith. You've got just commit to it institutionally and say it's a lossy because that's the reason to do it (laughs) all right just want to remind everybody about our exclusive wagering partner bet online bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022 new year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code clns50 to get started from football basketball hockey boxing ufc your vegas favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports Bet online where the game starts. Once again, that promo code CLNS50 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Here's the thing. You're breaking Bob's I heart will... right now. No, because then, are, okay, honestly, I'll go around the horn. You think this team is better if you took Schroeder's minutes no, away and I don't gave think so, But there's a chance it fits that. So you're either trying to win or trying to develop. Issue. Decide well, when you who say you want fit, to be. But, but here's the thing. When you talk yeah. about fit, I mean, what's the goal of the fit? I mean, is it to get through the season? Is it to win a championship? Is it to be a better team? Is it to get a sense of what you have to work with? What does fit mean? It's because a little bit I, of everything there. You hope that he gives you some shooting you need. You hope that he gives you some facilitating and pace that you, you know need. What, These though, are all Bobby, things he does. Here's the thing, though, Bobby. We, we, we're in year two. And the hope is still there. But we don't see he to me he's symbolic he to me he represents who this team is gives you enough flashes where you think that maybe he can really give us something that we can work with but doesn't do it consistently enough to where you can win games with any regularity well when he and, had over and, 20 minutes a game there when schroeder was out i think smart was out at the beginning or something no it was just schroeder there for that six game stretch he shot 38 percent from three you know, and they still weren't winning a lot they still weren't winning he, Guys, he I, was, I really think we're we're forgetting the Peyton. Peyton Pritchard is sometimes unplayable when he comes out there and right. a lot of times does nothing. Like you remember, I, I just, it, the narrative around this Schroeder conversation just makes me want to, want to just break glass. Like he has, he'll, he'll have four good. He's literally his last five games. He's played phenomenal coming into tonight. He's in, 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 in when as a starter, his numbers are, literally fringe all-star worthy he has one bad game and and pritchard hits a couple shots and everyone pritchard is the end are you what are we doing here there's like, a couple things there though john he, he doesn't shoot which i think you can admit he, he's not a natural playmaker that's not what he's looking to do out there he's gonna go score you some points but he scores you a bunch of points you're not playing great basketball he's not on a team a, that has trouble scoring points isn't that a good thing it's lit i mean he's again it's a team 
we it's just the same conversation over and over again every time he he'll have four good games one bad game and we're gonna be like he's unplayable look he had a bad game he scores points a t- the team can't score he's instant offense he draws attention to you Peyton Pritchard runs around super covered all the time when he plays starters that's what, what he does he, he gives the Pritchard... Jays an out he gives the Jays an outlet as a shooter he's a guy that gets maybe, downhill a little bit he, maybe he does he plays the game in a style that's conducive yeah, to the style you're trying to develop as a team Schroeder listen he can cover up some he can cover up some patches he can do some good things he can win you some games again at the end of the year he's a free agent you can't re-sign him and he really doesn't instill a style that you want to play in right now what that's my biggest problem with him play in what a style! <laughs> They're trying to instill it. They're not doing what? it. By who? By he's putting part of that. Aiden Pritchard's going to instill the st- what style? Yes, is this he shoots. Yeah, what he happened shoots to the fast the ball, break? And then you know, all that. All that was talking before the season. Listen, we watched Pritchard last year. Come on, he was a good catch and shoot player. He was an active second unit pace pusher, a change of pace at the point guard spot. You know what else he was? Bobby? He competed defensively. He had a good year. He was a rookie that was not on the scouting report. Now he is on a scouting report. Now teams actually incorporate him into the game plan. And guess what? He's not as effective. When he does his dribble drive, there's a guy named Joel Embiid that was waiting for him. When he's on the perimeter trying to, uh, you know, trying to get a switch, he's matched up with a guy like Matisse Thibel. Nothing's happening there. I give Pete and Pritchard a lot of credit. He had a very good game tonight. He was very aggressive. But these games are so few and far between with him. And I don't think another he hasn't played 10, a lot 15 – you think another 15, 20 minutes and night is going to all of a sudden he's going to be uber aggressive in the next game? I think 10? so. For a guy who's a shooter, a rhythm guy, a dribbler, like those are important things know, to him, bro. I think. I think he is who we think. I think he is who he is. He'll get so better. He'll just be better at the things that I he does. I think he would now. just get more exposed, you know? And that's, I, I, that's, I, that's, I, that's I, most likely the, that's most likely it. I don't Especially understand when you're whole... playing opposing starting point guards, you know? He's Again, Bobby, he's bigger, shooting, stronger, more Bobby, athletic, he's shooting 35. Bobby, he's shooting 35% for the year. Like, I mean, seriously. You're shooting what, 31 Because on this team, it feels like 42. That's Yeah. No, 35 period from all everywhere. No, what's the team shooting? You think they're shooting 35 as a team? They're shooting like 42%. No, from three. We're talking about three-pointer with Fred. That's fine. But, Bobby, again, They're 22nd in three-point shooting. Dennis Schroeder. Honestly, do two-pointers not count? Dennis Schroeder makes layups when he blows by people left and right. Like, does that not matter? But he's not playing a style like we saw the other day. He's scoring 17 points a game on, like, 50% field goals. That's an efficient score. He just isn't. Pritchard's shooting 36% from three. Schroeder's shooting 34. What are we talking about? Well, he this stops the bleeding two, too, Bobby. Schroeder. This 0.2% is, is the solution? He's doing it all. It, Pritchard is not going to do the thing Schroeder does at his worst. He's just not. He's not going to be dribbling around. He's not going to be going straight at the defense. He's not going to be blowing up plays. By just yeah, but you're not... eliminating the good things that he does, Bobby. You know, like, I know, you know he to, does some good things. Point, Listen, he covers team... up... Because there's a like lot of patches wins, on this team. 18 wins right now. This team would be four. If, if Pritchard played every Schroeder minute this year, this team would be five wins worse. Get five games worse. Is, then, I yeah. mean, seriously. You get so, the benefit yeah. of having Pritchard out there. Again, I'm fine. If you, I'd rather. But why is it going to be everything? I, Horford's playing well defensively for you. He's part of a top five unit out there. Richardson's given you a lot of things that you need right so, now. So Horford good. 
Schroeder, bad. Pritchard's in the answer. That's the conclusion. For the of style game. you're trying to instill on this team. Oh, come on. We're talking about it, well, ball movement. We're talking about running an offense. We're talking about playing good defense. These are the three things that Ime's trying to accomplish here, and Schroeder just doesn't do those things. And I mean, Horford's does. doing those things. Richardson's doing those things. Those are all very active players for you right now. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not quite ready to go that down that road because again, you, you're not sending the right message in the sense. Like, yeah, okay, he doesn't always abide by the system, and you know, he does kind of go rogue at times. But you need that. I love like, it. That production, that offensive production that you get out of him, like that. Oh, something had that last year. Like that's that why was shit that is one ideal season. coming off your bench. That's why he's an ideal reserve, not a Schroeder's starter. Because he gives you a change of pace. He's been doing shit, these things all year. Too, you know? He's been doing these things all year, and your team's where it's at. And to speak to the bench thing, what's he shooting? Thirty-five percent off the bench. I mean, that hasn't been a good role for him this year. Okay, so, so move Schroeder to the bench where he's worse, and he's been doing no, these things him. all year, despite the fact that his last five games he was scoring eighteen points a game and shooting forty-four percent from three, and only turning the ball over one point five times, which is one less than his average. So he's doing it all year, except for the five games that we forgot about leading into this one. What are we doing here? I mean, how selective is your memory that you've erased the last five games? I mean, he had one good game against no, Indiana. The numbers in the last five. There was an article today in the Globe, which was perplexing to me, talking about the inconsistencies of Schroeder. And every other stanza was a series of stats that are favorable. But yet the narrative woven through the whole thing was, but he's so maddeningly inconsistent. It's crazy. Four on, one off is not inconsistent. Okay, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been way more inconsistent this year than Dennis Schroeder. I'm I'm so I don't know how he's the target. It's so weird to me. I mean, since that 31 against Portland, it's 39 percent from the field, and this isn't including you've got two so two now. stars have a one to one assist to turnover ratio, and Tatum's shooting friggin' thirty nine percent for the year. I don't know how that equates to, I mean, there's massive, massive parts of what you're doing here. You know, like they, they're the centerpieces of this. Yeah, team. they're massive parts of this losing team right now. So, I mean, I don't, you can get rid of Schroeder now and you're going go somewhere to. else. But yeah, I mean, so hanging I blame on Schroeder and saying It's not that, hanging blame on him. And it's bringing just, what Pritchard in is going to solve problems. Is not. I don't think that that's right, Bobby. It's not going to solve problems. It might not. But right now, what you're doing with Schroeder isn't accomplishing anything. And he's had a good year. You know, he's Nothing done, he's is accomplishing anything. Nothing. Nothing. So what are we going to do it. here? Just change nothing and just keep rolling this team right through the playoffs and make no moves? I mean, come on. They got to okay, do something so, here. Again, what yeah, do you want to do? Outside are you, help, Bobby. Are you trying to win or are you trying to develop a player who you think has higher potential than maybe some other people in this room? I I like Pritchard. I always have. Clearly. Yeah, but is that a move that you think is that, that's in line with the Celtics still going for it? Or do you think that's a move that... Is, I'm not is, where John is. Pritchard. I think you can still play Horford. I think you can still play Richardson. And you can get rid of Schroeder and you can play Pritchard. <laughs> oh, man. And what's that going to do, Bobby? Shake you're going to be up. a better team? I don't know if you're going to be a better team, but so I know you're not a point? good team right now. Trying something, something, John. Okay. You, you don't have shooting. You don't have ball movement. So play a guy who moves the ball and shoots. He might I'm be a worse player. You, I'm not as convinced as you are, Bobby, in that whole Peyton's a ball mover. 
I don't think. I mean, how do you look to you tonight? There. Didn't he look pretty I'm good out there? Surprised. Yeah, well, Bobby, too. this is one. This was one game, and let's be honest and keep it real. This is not the norm for him, and you know that. You know that. I this is seen not him a typical a game because well, he I've, hasn't I've, been good enough to why. play. Right. I mean, that's the point. <laughs> I mean, because part if of he did happened, this consistently, then he would be out there more. That's 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 what this is about. If he played like this, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the shot making. I'm talking about just the district, the distribution, the getting other guys involved. If he did that consistently, he would play more. But he doesn't, and I don't think playing him more minutes is going to necessarily facilitate that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I again, I hear. I think I can literally hear Jimmy Toscano screaming, "Oh my God!" Like, <laughs> oh, this would be a tough battle if he was in there against me too. Pretty sure. I, it's so funny where, like, at, in a team that has its two best players have a difficult time making their teammates better, and that's something they acknowledge and they're working on it, okay? They have that problem. You have uh, an ill-fitting starting point guard in Marcus Smart, an aging big man in Al Horford, but without any backing statistically, people will just say Schroeder's a bad fit. Everything is a bad fit, guys. It's all a bad fit, okay? Nothing fits. Nothing fits. So if you want to isolate any one of them, at any point in time, you could say they might be better with a different person than this in this spot because all the pieces together don't fit. Removing Schroeder from the equation because he dribbles a lot sometimes is not going to fix this team. What he's doing is he's covering for a lot of other issues they have he can't do and the i thing agree with he, that he can't do the thing people want him to do so instead he scores in bunches when a, when a team that has a really stagnant offense can't do it and that's it that's what he does okay but like the idea that like that's the thing pull that guy out and all of a sudden you'll be able to breathe again and you're and the person you're replacing it's with is possible. Richard. I think you're in for a rude awakening if if, if that's what no, if you that, probably are. That's many the strategy, nights, especially yeah. for a guy in year two yeah. who's smaller and has some. But I'm for the development. I've got no problem when you. I'm, I'm saying sell it, sell them all, and then you have no choice but to play other people. I'm fine with that. As long, but stuck. Uh, in where's the your hope level for Romeo and Isma? Uh, very low, very low, <laughs> very low. But again, that's my point. I'm higher on Pritchard than I'd I am rather other guys. see it. I'd rather yeah, but he's see not like not. Yeah. way above those guys. Like, it's like a little bit, maybe. I've n- I've never seen an extended run from Romeo. I would. I'm right, I want to sell. And we've seen an extend, and we've seen extended runs from Pritchard. Really? Of his really? rookie. Really? Damn, really. <clears throat> Last Bobby, year, he was Bobby, one of the better all, Bobby, guys in the league. Bobby, they're all probably Jags and probably barely. Barely rosterable, rota- at best, bottom of the rotation players. Mo- most likely, all of them. <clears throat> but that being said, I'm for rolling the dice on all of them and letting them play. The idea that it's a fix, though, I think is just it's it's not. I, I don't think I don't think you have the right of it there. Listen, I don't I'm, think that, I'm, that's I'm not willing a fix to go to for me. two. I'm willing yeah. to go for two if someone gives you something for Richardson. Then his salary might be valuable later in some but sort tra- of deal. Trade them absolutely. There's no if you can get assets, you trade because you're not going anywhere. Oh, we, definitely. We, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna for Schroeder, but there's obvious reasons to do it anyway. Richardson, I don't know if alone he gets you much. I mean, he's just not a guy that I think anyone's gonna blow you away for for buyout reasons, for you know, just the level of push we see teams make to get certain guys. They don't go hard for a guy like Josh Richardson, so that's probably why he ends up staying here. And you know, he's probably good enough in a bigger deal with that yeah. salary to. It's, you know, be 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 valuable going this forward. This is small, so you, but but these are small potatoes problems on this team. You're you're not winning 
with either the fit of players that you have or when your superstars don't show up like this tonight. So, Sherrod, I'll ask you, what happened? Like, what was the – you're there at the game. What's the energy level? Like, what are you seeing in these guys? I mean, it, just, it felt disengaged. It felt as if they were going through the motions for 48 minutes. Right. Like, like, they, like they, they – it wasn't – I didn't feel as though they were quitting or anything. It, just, it felt more like they just didn't have the fight that they needed. And Philly just looked quicker. They looked more aggressive. They looked that they were they were hungrier from the jump. And, and Joel was like in cruise mode for the first half. I mean, he was just basically saying, right. you get a shot, you get a shot. Oh, it's my turn to score. Okay, let me just knock down a couple of jumpers. And he just called it a day. Uh, it was, if you're going to be teams like Philadelphia who are better than you on paper, you have to bring effort. You have to be more, more effort. And they just didn't do it. Uh, I was really bothered by the fact that Jalen and Jason just, it's like they forgot all the things they'd done the previous three games. Ball movement, trusting your, your teammates that they can make shots, getting them in the ball in positions where they can knock down shots. There was none of that. It, they became very um, selfish. And and Eme talked about that in postgame, about how, you know, guys were just kind of really yeah. – they were trying to basically will the team back into the game by themselves. That's not how this team is going to win. Yeah. And, and I, don't I, don't think... know, I don't know how many times they've got to bang their heads against the wall and get their asses kicked like this for them to realize. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, and you know, it's, I don't think smart is fixing the offensive woes on this team tonight, but you needed the dog in him tonight yeah. because there yeah. was nothing. Yeah. There wasn't you even him to piss, piss some players off on Philly. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't yeah. even the hint of fight there. All it was was like, oh man, you know, and just. Mm-hmm back down the court. And we talked about that. You know, his numbers, his on-off numbers are sensational. And you did mention, John, that like the drop-off from yeah. him to whatever to else Richard. you have that spot is, <laughs> is significant, right? <laughs> I mean, and again, I'm not I'm not saying Smart solves every problem. Just tonight, you just needed somebody to get He's an organizer. Off. He's an and organizer. It's not even that. I just needed him to get in somebody's face. <laughs> yeah. like, no, man, I just wanted him to fight somebody. I just wanted him to fight somebody. You, you needed a you needed a Rambus moment tonight. Like you, you can't get punked like that and 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 have no fight whatsoever and have Especially your two best play, have your two best players sleepwalking. You know, like somebody needed to grab them and shake them or get in somebody in Philly's face or something tonight. Uh, to snap them out of it because it was they, those guys were they, Sherrod, they looked like you were in a trance. This was bad. I mean, really, really, really bad. This was I, like exhibition season bad. The way they were just kind of going through the motions. You can't play <laughs> this deep into the season and have your two best players in that comatose mode the way they were tonight. This was embarrassing. This was really- against a team that's like a bitter rival, a division rival. There's supposed to be some history and animosity here. And you show up in Philly and you literally and you played like them said, well. Jalen Brown, first two possessions, turnovers, loses a guy on a back door. It's like he didn't even know the game started. Uh, it was unbelievable. And then Tatum's just, as soon as he realized it was going to be a little hard because, you know, Tybal is tough and there's some good defenders there and they're long and Philly's aggressive. And it was, you know, rough sailing. He's like, I'm just going to jack threes. And that's just what they did. It was a to- This was like the second game of a back-to-back sort of game when they're like, we're going to take it easy. And if shots fall, we'll stay in it. And if not, I give up. And they gave up. And Sherrod, yeah. that thirty to six run. Like, what are you seeing up close? Like, when those, when those, those typically in the fourth. You know what? In the when first op- this time, though. When they opened the game with a 10-4 run, I'm I'm sitting next to, to uh, Bontemps from ESPN, and I got Jay King on my left, and they were just like, "Great start." I'm like, "No, this is a horrible start." And they were like, "What do you mean? This your this Celtics team has very few bullets in a clip. They emptied them in the first ninety seconds." 
Well, you knew. I literally, I mean, and they will tell you, I said this is a bad thing. This is how this team is. They have to figure out that they are a grinded out team. They are not good enough to just simply handle teams, beat them from, from beginning to end. They don't, they don't shoot well enough. They don't defend well enough. They don't have enough toughness. They don't have enough depth. They need to make it more of a grinded out game, not a, you know, shoot them out at the Wild West type of game, which they tried to at the start. And it never works for them. Never. And, John, it is the lapses, like those key lapses. And what is it? Is it just the mental toughness? Like, I actually like that line from Ime in New York because I think that's all I can think of. When things go against them, a little run, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And they can't stop it. doesn't matter if they call a timeout. doesn't matter if they draw something up. And Ime doesn't want to do that, as he said, in New York. He wants them to be able to play and respond to this freely. But they just can't do it. No one out there can do it. And maybe smart can help it's not it's they do not they they play with no consistent urgency they don't value possessions they don't value you know uh you know like whatever system or whatever flow they're trying to play with they don't like they don't like respect the process you know it's it's it, whatever it is it's just it's is it too hard for them? No, I sometimes they just think it's okay to just kind of half ass it or to freestyle it because uh, it is hard, right? To run good offense, it's, it's hard, it's, it's constant focus. It's hard to play good defense, switching, you know, constantly on your assignment, knowing what you're supposed to be doing, helping each other out, pressuring the ball, you know, closing out. All of those things obviously take effort. And then beyond that, is I do think sometimes these guys as stars just like, I just want one of those nights where it's falling and it's and it feels easy you know and when it's not you got to grind the whole time but even when they do for some possessions they lapse back into the other thing and they're like let's see if it's friggin' falling from deep you know chuck chuck and that chuck. Could, that is a good point on the defense too i remember asking email earlier in the year like oh is the level of defensive or uh, offensive load on the jays hurting their defense and he's like no we got to play both sides of the ball and i wonder if how much he drills defense does make it harder on them to run offense at the level that they need to or make it easy or whatever they got to do See, to start feeling good, right? Like, because this Bobby, group doesn't feel good. But, Bobby, I, I, I can't buy that that notion because, remember, this team has been a top-10 defensive team ever since those guys have been here. So it's not like they're not used to playing at a high level defensively. So I, I, I can't imagine that he's doing anything that's radically different than what they've been doing in the past defensively. Uh, it, there are some subtle nuances that he's in, implementing that are different for sure. But at the end of the day, defense is effort. And they're just not, they're not bringing enough effort yeah. at all. And, you, and you I don't think it's because they're, I don't think it's because they're just putting more time focused on offense. I think they're just not getting it done. Yeah, I think yeah. it's that quite dry. <clears throat> and you saw the contrast in Philly. I mean, Obviously, you know, they play much better than the Celtics, but you also saw the systemic approach. Like, I, I just thought offensively they were literally looking for the mismatch, and they got it almost every single time throughout that run, you know, throughout that 20, uh, 28-2 run. And the Celtics just didn't know how to punch back. They just didn't have, like, you saw Tatum and Brown try to force the force the issue because I feel like they just didn't. They looked around and said, like, this is what we have to do, you know? And, and yeah. even when someone like that came off the bench and, and gave you instant offense, they just went right back to it. Like, come on, guys, save the day for us. And obviously, neither one of them could get hot. And we'll talk about some moves, I'm sure. They, they got to probably do something here to consolidate and make the game a little bit easier for them. Because when it's as hard as it is, John, like, like for them to do everything that they're trying to do on the offensive end, making it harder by not giving them shooters, by not 
having much around them at Look, all on that end to help. You play it's teams. Not help. With, you play teams with length, length that play defense that have a a presence down low. You know that's going to be harder. Like there's no excuse. You that, you got to you got to up it. Like that's good teams are harder to play against. Like every team's not the Pacers. It's pathetic. But like, you're making it even harder on yourself by some of the units you put out there. You but, really are. It's but I mean that's the thing is like we're gonna bang our heads against the wall and you know it's like I said is asking the Celtics to do some things differently is like asking someone to be taller. Like they just can't do it. So like it's it's not they don't have the horses this group of players can this group of players doesn't have it so the only thing that works the only thing that's ever worked which they'll do once or twice and then get away from is the total buy-in which is we're gonna whip the ball around we're gonna work for good shots we're gonna move off the ball we're gonna play for one another and when they do that they have some chance when they don't they have no chance against Here's my the thing, I, I, and None. I saw this tonight. I'm not sure how much you're on so, so do it. You know, you have to make – there are teams who have been successful in the history of sports, several teams that, you know, that the, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. The Celtics are the opposite. It's less than the sum of the parts. So find a way to elevate the, the people around you. There are teams – I mean, Jesus, we, we live in New England. We've seen the Patriots send receivers – into into the defense and play and start at cornerback in Super Bowls. Okay, figure it out. Like just there, you can play better. I I'm so tired of this woe is me stuff. Yes, it's not a great roster. Figure it out. You know, like well, you've done aren't it. Aren't we in seeing spurts. them try? Commit to it. You know, aren't we seeing the them try the effort? And I, I, I don't do wonder how much. Not when you do. Not when you have games like this. Not not the three game losing streak before. We're, we're, it was a three game win streak in the Pacers game. The one of those two was a disaster, and they got lucky in that one. So I mean, again, it's it's one on one off, two on two off, one on two off, all ga- all season long. You still see a seamless effort in that bad game though from Brown, who's made a big big strides over the last month in that role. And listen, they're not going to become LeBron overnight. But we're still seeing those guys get better in that role in very challenging circumstances here. Listen, I see a play in Sherrod. I agree with you. They didn't commit to this throughout the length of this game. But I see a play early where Schroeder and Tatum are in the two-man game on the right side there. And Schroeder just ends up taking the right corner three. And it's like, that's that can't be the guy in that role doing that in that spot. Like, that is where I do actually start to look at Ime a little bit. And Ime even said it shoot around today. This is on me a little bit. There was a little bit of self accountability. He did it in post game as well. And we talked yeah, about that. Yeah, he fell scored in post game too. The way they closed that overtime indie game with Richardson and Grant out there, and listen, they're not perfect solutions. I even pushed back against the fact that that's a no brainer move after the New York game, but it did help. And, you know, that's why I look at Schroeder again. When you're trying to listen, John, John you just talked for 10 minutes about how you want to see them commit to this. But they're not committing to a guy who can help them do that. And Schroeder, like that, like that is just not a guy who's going to help them play the style that they want here. They might lose, but if they're playing the right style and they lose, don't you feel a little bit better coming out of those losses than you do tonight? No, where- I don't, because that that means that we're doing exactly what we want to do, and we're still getting our asses kicked. That's what that means. When you but play that's your style, and you're still not good enough. You're doing one of two things here. You're playing the best players who aren't great fits together, and that's what double big is, right? Like, those are your five, yeah. five of your six best players there. It's just stacking the court with your best players, but it doesn't fit together offensively. And you're trying to have these guys repeat good habits, 
but they're not getting the results out of them. And I do see how that can make you waver in your approach if you're Brown or Tatum. Again, I'm not going to beat on the Schroeder thing, but I will say you're pointing to a player who has certain tendencies and saying he doesn't fit the others, but then asking all of them to change their tendencies as well. So you either accept that this is what you have and find the right fits among these players or play to those players' strengths. We've talked about this before. You want to be a certain type of team? You can't. You can't be a pace and space team when you don't have shooters. Okay, so you play a different style of ball. You know, you've got a you've got bigs who can pass the ball, run some of the offense through them, do different things. This beating your head against the wall to whip the ball around the perimeter, and when you've got a bunch of guys out there who can't friggin' shoot, is ridiculous. So stop doing that. Figure it out. Schroeder has talent. He can do good things for you. Use those talents. Rob has talent. He can do good things for you. Use them. Richardson, whomever, figure it out. Okay. Right. Put, but shooting put, so important. I, of course it's important. But I mean, th- but we knew Brown, going into the season Brown and that Tatum are your shooters. Brown and Tatum are your shooters. Yeah. So try to get them move. Try to get them in positions where you know that they're supposed to be the guys who shoot. You know, when when they're the primary ball handlers, it's tougher for them. Because they, they they attract a lot of attention. They're always going to be taking People contested in the lane. shots. There's doubles yeah. coming. Yeah. Doubles all coming that. all the time. It's just it's it's a mess right now. It is. Here's so, the other thing. And I, I did mention this earlier, the fact that those Indiana and New York wins just didn't impress me. You see the difference tonight in the way Philly guarded you. And Sherrod mentioned this too. Like they did not respect Celtic spacing. You know, Indy did some stupid things when you look back and Watch that film, like staying glued to Horford, staying glued to Grant and some of these other guys out there like Richardson. You don't have to do that against the Celtics. You can play off these guys. You can funnel the ball to Horford. In fact, there was a play early in this game where Rob was underneath and probably had a chance to shoot it, but he whipped it out to Horford, who was just wide open because right now Al Horford is not a floor spacer. He's not a guy you want shooting threes if you're the Celtics. And if you're the other team, you're perfectly okay with it. So those are all things affecting the offense right now. And it's, Yes, you can do other things, John, but in today's game, shooting so important that if you have none, like the Celtics do, it bombs your offense. And that's why I look at Schroeder, uh, Pritchard because he's the only guy. He's the only guy with a real pedigree in this on this uh, level of doing it consistently. I don't look at Neesmith and see hope there. I don't look at even Hauser. And listen, you could force Hauser in there, but it's just not part of what you're doing right now. So I understand why they don't do and that. The, I mean, the the... the I mean, the so the fix-it solutions are, are silly because the personnel isn't there. You it, There's no magic solution, I don't think. You might try different combos we've talked about before. It really comes down to, you know, it's top-down in this case. Your, your your top players can't play this bad. There's no ch- – you have no chance if that's a game. That's why I mean it's like we're, go- we're, we're working our way down to Schroeder and to Al and to other people and, like, saying what they're doing. Tatum and Brown can't play this poorly. Uh, and you have any chance of winning because you just don't have enough. In this game, yeah. I'm just talking about the big picture. Yeah, But again, them being one-on-one-off, not having – I mean, we we joked about it, but that last game was the first game you've seen them both go off this year. And I know Brown's been out a bit, but, I mean, we're in game 40-something. You know, like your two best players can't get it going at the same time. And when they do, it's a massive headline and everyone takes a big victory lap over it and see they can play together. For game 40-something, you know, like – that that's gotta be that's gotta be regular. And you don't have yeah, to drop. You know what? You don't have to go ahead, Josue. No, I was just gonna say, you know what? And they took half those shots in the in the, in the uh, first half, you know. And, and you saw them try to get into takeover mode, and and obviously it just didn't work out for them. But you know what, John? It's 
it actually tonight reminded me of what you talked about or what you've been saying like the last like month or two is that like there's a there's a huge drop off after those two guys right like the talent talent wise and especially when we're talking about guys that can put the ball on the floor i mean, I mean who else do you have outside of those guys and and schroeder right and you get one point Gosh, for schroeder, like, maybe they put the what's up all well, richardson i guess yeah a bit especially lately recently mm. a little bit the mid-range mid-range game strong uh one of your better three-point shooters as well but if they're not giving you anything or not much richardson you got a little bit out of him it's just really difficult for them to win against a team like Philly, especially when they're so emotionally just unattached to the game, it seemed like, in certain stretches uh, in, in the first half in particular. And there are a lot of fatal frauds with this roster, certainly. The fact that they can't seem to sustain even a single injury among their and COVID case in this case um, for Smart and still be functional is really, really concerning. And that's roster construction, but it's also mentality and other guys being able to step in and fill those spots. Schroeder couldn't effectively step in the Smart's role tonight. He's a different player. Some things he does are better. Other things he does are worse than Smart. But they asked him to go out there and be Smart tonight, and he bombed it. And you're going to miss Smart a lot here for this next stretch here. You really are. It's so funny. The entire last chat... 50% 50% of the chat was about how uh, smart's the problem. And and one game, we, we are, we are literally. I threw the smart numbers at you last, the we last have the, game. We have the memory of a goldfish as a, as a collective group. And then the next game, it's, oh, you know, it's Schroeder's got to go. They needed smart tonight. It's so funny. Hey, I mean, you've, again, known, this, you've known my stance. This on is smart a 500 team. Uh, Sherrod, let me ask you, you mentioned e And again, you're there in Philly. Sherrod's covering the team, uh, you know, there. And you were, you, you were there for. Uh, Ime's pregame, and you said he's taking stuff on his on on his kind of taking accountability for stuff. Um, Post game quote: I got to do a better job of our guys getting ready to play against a tough opponent, a rival. They were obviously coming off a loss and played a little more than hard, harder than we did. It's on me now. One, uh, this is a I, I disagree. You can't motivate yourself to play in a game like this. I, you know, then whatever, but there's something wrong with you. There's, there's something, something wrong with you. Wrong. But two, this is clearly a departure. I think has he made his, you think he's made a conscious choice of like, I'm going to stop with the tough love here and see if we can get through this together. I think he's trying to figure out what the hell can I do to, to get this ship going in the right direction? Cause obviously what he's doing now is not working. And he's been pretty consistent with that whole tough love approach. And he's probably trying to do something a little bit different. Uh, I don't think it's going to work because I just don't think this team is built to handle what he has to offer uh, you, there's a, there's a lack of mental toughness with this group as a whole yeah and the further we get into the season the clearer it becomes that it's not one player it's not two it's not five or six it's a team-wide you know epidemic uh that they're dealing with right now Shemad, a lot of people had problems when he said that i didn't it was the truth to me it's, i don't either but i think he's feeling it out right i think he thought yeah. i'm gonna try and again this is not Anybody who's ever had anything, you're friggin' a team leader, a group leader, a boss, you know, a manager, whatever that is. You've tried different tactics sometimes and you're like, okay, this isn't working. Oh, I'm going to leave them alone. I'm going to get, I'm going to get up in their business. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to try tough love. I'm going to try uh, extra super duper support. I think Ime's kind of, you know, I think he's trying on different, you know, shoes here to see if they fit uh with 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 his approach with this team i and i do feel like the the latest one is 
you know, we are close, you know, we're, we're, we, you know, we, we've been, I mean, uh, there are other post game comments. After three tonight straight wins. Why where he not? He was right? like, he was like, this, yeah. this is an aberration. And like fans at home are like, no, it's not. It's every no. other game. And so it's, I, no. I it well, is Ine's caught... not going to be us. I understand. That. No, no, no. But what I'm saying yeah. is, it's not like us. The, to a to a to a, a trained or untrained eye, it's uh, the swings have been obvious. Okay. Yeah. It is, and he knows that he is. And he knows it. it, but he's clearly at this point pumping the brakes on it a little bit. Well, remember, he came in to this job with an edict, pretty much to be tougher on these guys. This is what they wanted. Remember, this is what they wanted. Supposedly, and... we want to be coach Over. hard. Right. Right. But there's, to me, there's a there's a clear distinction between being coached hard and playing hard when you're coached hard. Uh, that's not happening. They're not playing anywhere close to the kind of effort that for someone who's in your ass the way Eme seems to be with these guys, they're not responding. Why the difference? Just turn your phone off, Joe Sway. Damn it, I know that's you. I know that's you, Joe. Could have been Bobby. It is. It could have been Bobby. He says with a smile on his face. It is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting, John. Though that you're you're right. He's willing to unload on them in post game pressers. He's willing to be really tough in those spots. And I'm sure he doesn't look as that tough. Like he's a guy who has sort of an old school mentality on that sort of thing. But he is there a big difference between that and what you mentioned, John? And I don't necessarily agree with it, but possibly sending Tatum out of halftime, sending Brown, whatever you want well, to do. I, mean, in that I don't spot. think he'll do that because I think he's decided. I'm not going to embarrass these guys anymore. Is there a difference, though, between that and just blasting them post But he's also enabling them with this stuff. You know, like, and that's, you're, you're, he's in a, I think, I think every night he's in he a may brutal goes spot. Home, he may <laughs> goes home every single night and, and yeah, I don't think he can sleep. I think he's like, I don't know what to try next, you know? I think like, there, are, there are really subtle ways that he can make his point that they need to be more consistent. To me, the, the easiest way to do that is you tweak the way in which you sub them in and sub them out of the games. You cut mm, their I back. agree with you that. Don't, you don't cut them back to like 20 a game, but for, if they're playing 30, 35, maybe you go 28, 30 and, and give a few minutes to someone else. And then it becomes a question, why was so-and-so on the bench? Well, because he wasn't playing well enough. Yeah, scaling it back. They want to do that too, right? But they haven't been successfully doing that. See, I don't, I'm not convinced that they want to do it. I think they've talked about wanting to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's really not that damn hard. I, I've and I, I've seen coaches do that with great players, and you, one of two things happen: those players either respond and get their shit together, or they keep sucking and eventually they get traded. It's really that cut and dry. Well, here's the thing: he's coaching yeah. with this, with this like very. It's almost like a playoff mentality. But we gotta get back out there because we got the two-one lead, and if we win on Saturday, we're gonna be up three-one in the series. And it's just sort of these segments that he's managing here. You see the rotation; it's very playoff-like. Uh, you you certainly don't have young players involved. There's no dose of development. There's certainly no rest unless they're injured or COVID. And those are things they've had to work through here. Uh, but at the same time, there's not a real big picture to the way in which he's coaching this team. So it's sort of just this. We got to salvage whatever good play we have here. We have a good defense. Let's really hone in on that. And we got to just win whatever games we can here. And that sort of does lead to the situation where, yeah, they've they've gotten some decent wins here or there, but they haven't progressed as a team all that much. I think there's some big picture things he's doing with Tatum and Brown that are good, but the rest of the roster right now, there really hasn't been a step forward at all. And given the situation that the franchise is in, maybe it's not the best 
choice as a coach for them. And listen, I've I've loved Ime. I, like I really think the approach that he's brought to the room has been good. I think he's made progress with Brown and Tatum, and I think those two players like him. But we're seeing more and more that this team's further behind and much in a much uh, long shot spot from contending than we think here. So that's something you're going to have to consider once the season ends is his approach to the situation matching the kind of situation this team is in right now. Is he aligning with Brad? That's a question I have kind of more and more here. These are the things big picture that you got to look at here. Cause listen, I think he comes into the office every day. As John said, they're sort of explaining the hedges he's making and the decisions he's making rotation wise has a pretty good approach. But when we look at the team and say where are they headed long term, you go, like no matter what little victories they get. The more I look at this team, Bobby, the more it's, they need more talent. I mean, yes. that to me, because when you have more talent, it gives you more margin for error so that you don't have to be this uber tough team. You don't have to be this, you know, talent at all the positions. If you've got better talent across the board, you're going to have a chance to compete even on nights when you aren't playing your best game. And that, to me, that's the problem with this team. They are built in a way where they have to be damn near perfect in order to beat most teams. And, and they're, a long, they're a long way from being that good team, which is... You can't bank on being that type of team because there's so much stuff that you have no control over that can significantly right. impact who you have available. So, so can we do... See, can I, also, we do I also think... I, go ahead, Josue. No, I was just going to say, I also think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are also finding out that, or they will, they should be finding out soon, just how hard this is. You know, I, I think once they get that little taste of success, you know, i.e. three games, three game winning streak, they go back to these habits because it's just what they, it's just what they know. It's, it's just, it's going to take a while. And Ime has been saying that from the very beginning, like this isn't going to just, you know, change all overnight or at least after a few months. But at the same time, we're finding out that this roster, the, the talent does, they, they need other weapons. They need guys to come in here and, and help spread the floor. But also, you look at their approach and you look at the way they are individually and you have to say, well, what's going on with there? You know, like you, you look at both of them shooting terribly, especially when they when the when the Celtics needed them to do the, the complete opposite. And it's like, well, how can they figure out to, to you know how to complement each other? You know, like that's something we've been talking about all season long. But when you look at a huge matchup like this against the Philadelphia 76ers and they both, you know, can't neither one of them can put something together. I mean, what, what does that say about the team? Or, or at least what does it say about Ime? You know, this thing is going to take longer and, and you want them to continue to, to push the, I mean, to uh, spread the ball and, and to stick with the stick with the program, but that's going to take longer than I think that we, we, we all thought that, that, that it would. Honestly. So, and you talk about what Ime can do. And again, this is going to be, you know, back to it. It's, one job is to motivate the players to play, which again, I just don't know that that's necessarily his job. I know he took the bullet, but like those guys have to be out there on their own. This idea that, I mean, we spent all the last year with a lot of people saying Brad doesn't have these guys ready to play. And I thought that was nonsense too. I think they might've tuned him out. I think they might've needed a new person in their ear, uh, but it obviously doesn't matter because it's, at this point, you have enough sample size to say, I don't think it's the coach, guys. Um, it's not the coach. Not I don't terms, think it's not the Not in terms of motivation. So if Ime wants to help, you are in close your eyes and start to throw darts and see if you hit something mode. So I know, Bobby, you said Pritchard. 
Uh, we have talked about Grant going away from double big. We have talked about flipping starting lineups and, and changing a couple of rotational things. That would be the first thing I would do to change. Because if the players aren't going to change their behavior, Ime, instead of trying to find ways to reach them, should try to find something different to try. And he hasn't yet. Not anything real it's still when he has everybody healthy he's doing the same stuff maybe he might play one guy a little more than another or change a closing unit from time to time but he has not embraced uh, an idea of a wholesale change to see if see if that unit works better and again we're talking about the whole being greater than the sum of the parts so for the love of god why not try to not do double big once and see if it happens you know uh, just try it you know and then see what the second unit looks like with horford there split schroeder and smart you know try to not play him at the same time just and some of this stuff you're limited too- you're limiting the amount of stuff you can do they can try some things but uh, some things uh, might help momentarily just try some there's not try a, some things. There's not a huge amount of flexibility on the roster to but try I a think ton of stuck, things. I, I don't know if he's worried like that he's coaching for his job or it's his first season and I can't just lose. Yeah. You know? And so like you play it super safe and you play your vets and like you have a rotation of like eight and a, seven and a half guys and eight guys. Is on, there any know, reason for email to the think front he has security backs? Sherrod, better to answer that. I can't imagine Ime's worried about that at all. No, no. Because remember, I mean, who, who's his boss? Brad Stevens. Come yeah. on. I Come feel on. your pain. So I that's where they got to be on the same page. That's you know? what I'm right. saying, brother. Right. You, you, gonna... if, if that conversation was ever even broached, I, I, I mean, I'm sure Ime would, would, if he didn't give him the side eye to his face, he'd give him the side eye as he walked out the door. Like, I know he's not tripping with me with this roster that he come on stop so let's no. talk about brad because no. we've talked about the jays we've talked about Eme. what is brad gonna do right now that's the huge question if we're talking he about changes here. He, he, he's got to do something I mean, nothing until the off season you can't you can't just keep pedaling along here spoiler alert all they're gonna do is trade totally people. Can. spoiler alert all they're gonna do is trade people to sh- to, to, to get under the tax. And if anything, every single move that they make is going to be uh, with money in mind. That's it. So this idea that people are uh, like, Brad's got to do something. There's nothing coming that's going to make this team better this year. Probably not. Okay. Nothing. Lateral move at best, but realistically, you're just getting out from some contracts. That's it. If there's going to be something big, it's in the off season. And again, we talk about what big means. There's really only one big thing you can do, and nobody wants to talk about that. So if you're not doing that big thing, you're probably doing nothing, holding the line, plugging with a new set of affordable veterans, and seeing if you hit in the draft. Get used to nothing big happening. <laughs> I love that That's- you didn't say it, and we all know exactly what that I'm big not thing saying is. it because I don't want everybody to be like, John wants to break up the chase. I don't. I want they good players. I want good players here, but again, everyone just nothing is coming. There's no, there's no magic fix. There's no secret solution. And it's as Sherrod said, it's a money. Anything they do now is a money thing. That's it. It's not a make the team better thing. So that'll be. It's not about. It's not don't want it to happen. It's just like how, how sad would that be? You know, you got both of these guys on max deals. They're locked in. They're under twenty five years old. Like I think that was at the end of the day. Yeah, but what's You're, wasting time, Bobby, at the end of the day? I mean, you can say that – I guess it's too late to say that in the sense of how you wanted to construct this roster from the offseason, from the jump. But at this point, I mean, it, it would be 
it would be a disaster if, if no matter who you get in return, it would be a disaster if they split this. If they split. No, split I'm not saying you do that. I don't want to do this conversation tonight because again, if there, no, well, I know. Gotta, no, my, I point mean, is, my point is, I, I think it's more of that in the sense of that. We can do it tomorrow It would be no, unfortunate. To yeah. give up this, this quickly. They just, have to. This way, I, I think we all so we sensibly all agree that Brown's not going anywhere. We really shouldn't even talk trade about it. One of these guys, but if you're talking about you've reached an end point where you've decided no, I get what you're saying. Like, that's the only way to improve this roster. It doesn't work anymore. That's your only. That's the nuclear option. Anything light of that is small and unsatisfying. No one is going to be. They're going to be Schroeder like moves, guys, and Richardson like moves. Players like that. That's what's coming. That's it. But there's no big. There's no quick fix solution here. Uh, there, there isn't, you know, you, there you isn't. have to, you have to try something here and what's going to be available is very interesting. Obviously it takes two. And if there's That's nothing the else, point. Out it's there. not going to be for lack of effort. It's going to be for lack of having anything anybody wants to trade for. And that's what it always comes back to. What do you have that someone else wants? And when you look at this roster, come on, Bobby, you know, you, you uh, don't have I a mean, ton, but if you get creative, less, less than a ton, you don't even have a little, you don't even have a little All right. <laughs> less than a ton. Listen, there's ways to stack up salaries here. There's ways to trade picks. But nobody wants those stacked salaries. That's the thing. You don't know necessarily. And if there isn't, then oh well. But they got to get creative here. And seeing the first one go by, I do understand why people were frustrated that they didn't try the reddish thing. The price wasn't massive. You swap out a young player for another. And you have this guy who's got some potential here. You could clear the way for the younger players here on the roster, John. I don't necessarily think you're going to do that. But if you don't, I'd like to see some younger players swapped out here. Because Again, I think your best moves were exactly like a Cam Reddish move. You want a guy who had a high, ped- who had a high pedigree and a lot of talent who didn't work out in his first destination for whatever reason, uh, coaching, underdevelopment, wrong situation, whatever, who may – in a second stint with a different team, unlock something, but you know the talent is there. That's what you want. Like some a player, players like that are much more attractive than guys who you know what they can do already. You know, and, and those are things you can do now. Yeah, but you have to have guts and foresight. You can't wait till that guy gets good a year from now and be like, wait a second, I want them. You got so, and that. And might I'm worried about Brad. You you the Thomas trade. We're no you, may expect, you, know? you may think you lost the trade today and find out you won it in a year. You know, so like right. it's one of those. Like, but that's yeah. I'm wor- I'm worried about Brad in that regard because everything he's been saying and he hasn't been saying much, but you do get the sense that they're focused on the big deal and the move, the moves that can move the needle toward a championship. Those are the kind of moves I don't think they're in a position to make, John. And I agree with that because. It takes a massive offer to go get a De'Aaron Fox or Sabonis you also have or some to have of these different talent. kind of guys. Yes, and you everybody's going to ask for disposable I know. So, that's, disposable so you got to you got to get creative, and you got to find. Not, that's you say creative like that. The, the something there, and, and that's where we kind of differ. I don't think there is a creative solution. You go for a real impact type player like a De'Aaron Fox or whomever. Yeah, we're not saying De'Aaron Fox is on a level of Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is a more valuable overall player. But the conversation starts with, I'm thinking about Fox. Who do you want? And it's Jalen. And we're like, no, Jalen, who let's else? Say and, and the answer is, no one else. And is there nothing I can offer you? And the answer is, no, there's nothing else I want. That's it. Again, it's Let's a, say it's Barnes or yeah. Joe Sway's guy, but he healed. I mean, those are guys that make the process you're trying to undergo right now a little bit easier. They're not guys who are going to make you a championship team sure right do. now, but they're guys who are going to make you better. 
And, you know, you can use a pick to go get one of those kind of guys. If necessary, you could use two picks to go get a guy like that, a starting level talent in the NBA. Unfortunately, it does seem like that that Jeff Green move, that Jalen Smith kind of move is like the the ceiling of what we're going to see here when they need so much more. They need some risk here. They got to try to do something. And Brad calls it making a move just to make a move. When they're where they are roster-wise, you do have to take some risks, right? Like, you can't just keep sitting on this right here and hoping it's going to get better because you like Rob and you like Smart and you like having your picks. I know, but if 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 the idea is under no circumstances are we breaking up the Jays and they're set on that, so every conversation ends as soon as those guys are mentioned, then you just, you're stuck in waiting for something to happen that may or may not happen. That's the reality. I did get an interesting trade from uh from a listener <laughs> for the first time ever. Yeah. That did involve healed. It did involve healed and Barnes coming back. Picks go to already. Sacramento. Do it. And uh salaries yeah. essentially go. Well, we got we got more time to talk about this tomorrow uh with another game coming. So we'll let you guys know. Uh back to back. It is Chicago. Joe Sway will be at the garden. Uh Bobby covering from home. Uh I'll be covering Patriots. Uh, guys, so warm, John. Uh, for warm. The, for the, these these shows will not stack up. Okay, so if you're watching both games, the Celtics show will be first, and then that's going off, and then Patriots is going to be on next. So you can catch them both. Subscribe to our Patriots YouTube channel at Patriots Press Pass. Uh, we'll be live 30 minutes after the game. Evan Lazar is in Buffalo. He's covering the game. He's going to jump into the post game locker room, get some quotes, and then he's going to hop on, and we're going to go for there as long go, as Evan. we go. Yep. Do your Evan. thing. Take a one Evan. for the team. Exactly. Hey, that, it's going to be miserable in Buffalo. Uh, as far as we're concerned, what are we looking at? The Bulls, correct? Yep. They're shorthanded too, I believe. Missing Levine. My... Doesn't Levine matter. Is... <laughs> Levine they just got is their home. butt whipped too by the Warriors. So. Yeah. Le- yeah. Levine might be missing the game. They could be short. We'll see. Um, you know, maybe the Celtics get smart back tomorrow. He was probable in the pro. He was questionable in the protocols today. So um, you, who knows if he gets cleared? They could have a full lineup tomorrow night. Believe it or not. Nah, I'm not counting on it. It looks like Smart's going to kind of go through the full sequence here, but they do we'll kind of have a weirder. We'll see. System with that now. Yeah. Well, we are going to wrap it. Sherrod's in Philly. He's got work to do, and then he's got to bust his ass home. Are you on one of those, like, late-night trains? Not this time. No? Not this time. Uh, he's about to go get a cheesesteak and enjoy the night. Do your thing, Sherrod. You, you deserve it. Yeah. Josue, just just make sure you turn your phone off next time, Josue. Damn. My life just, my life just died. Come on, man. Everyone forgot about that. Come I'm on. not changing the bulb. We're going to wrap it. Thanks, you guys, for joining tonight. It was an angry crowd. I like it. Yeah, even um, your computer wants you to stop. He's like, stop. Everybody wants so you to mad. stop. Yeah, I'm in the dark. I'm in the dark here. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs>